Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. everybody thank you for joining in on this week's episode of welcome home with the katinas hope everyone is enjoying their week so far i got to join a, a wednesday prayer this morning with the katinas and all of the cousins and it's something i do every week uh, and i don't really talk about that that much on this show but i figured i'd start off the show uh, letting everyone know that the katinas katina ministries every wednesday at 9 a.m central time uh, we gather on the katinas facebook page my dad and my uncles are there uh, and we have about a half hour of prayer time with each other and we share praise reports prayer requests and it's just a good way to start my wednesday off i enjoy being there with all of you i know a lot of people who are a part of Wednesday Prayer are also listeners of the show. So um, welcome back. You're listening to this on Thursday now, I'm assuming. And uh, But we have stuff going on every day of the week with Katina Ministries. And Wednesday Prayer is a part of that. This podcast is a part of that and a lot more. And I wanted to let you all know that if you're curious about learning more about Katina Ministries, uh, what we do on a day-to-day basis, or becoming a partner with us financially, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. Go there and you'll find more information about who we are, what we do, and and how you can join us. So thanks in advance for doing that. Today, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that I'm in a setting that I haven't been in in several months now. I think it's been like three months since I've been here. I'm back at my house. Uh, This is just going to be a one-time thing. Uh, But I had a special guest today, so I figured I'd do something special, and this was the best thing I could come up with. Uh, It's my brother, Eli, a former guest of the show, and I'd like to welcome him back. E, thanks for being here. Thanks, Josh. It's good to be here. Yes, of course. I I texted you. We we had to switch some plans around, but... Uh, we worked it out. You're a, I know you're a busy guy, and your sk- schedule's not necessarily that flexible, so I appreciate you being here. Um, yeah. When was the last time you were on the show? Um, I don't know. I know it was before Josiah was born. Yeah, I know that. Which was uh, five months ago. So maybe like seven or eight months ago, okay. I think. So beginning of this year it's been a bit i feel like you used to come on a little more regularly i know yeah um yeah but it's good to have you back and i i feel obligated to start the show off with asking you about how your son is how it is being a dad uh you asked me before we started recording what are we gonna talk about and i told you i don't really know but i i knew i wanted to ask you about this so we'll start off with that one yeah how is it, it being a dad thanks for asking it's great. Um, I love it. It's funny when I sit... I, I've been talking a lot more recently with some of my coworkers, friends and family, just about my experience being a dad um, almost like halfway through a year. And it's funny when I say this, it's pretty easy. Like I, I feel like it's not that difficult. And the reason that's funny is because it makes me kind of convicted. Like I wonder if it's easy for me because it's really hard for my wife. Mm-hmm. So um, no, it's uh, uh, it's made me super thankful for uh, the person that I'm married to. Mm-hmm. Amelia is a great mom. She makes my life a lot easier because um, she does a lot for our son. And I know that... Um, yeah, I love the time that I get to spend with him and, um, I I try to, to help out as much as I can with the parental duties and there's been more opportunity for that recently, but the first couple of months, uh, other dads can probably relate to this. Like there's, you have to get really creative with helping your spouse take care 
of a newborn baby because we're just super limited with, with what we can do. Like we can't nurse them, um, when they wake up in the middle of the night to eat, like for babies that are just nursing, like there's nothing we can do. I've gotten really good at changing diapers. Um, my wife is way better at like soothing him than I am. Um, she spends more time with him. So I think that he feels probably a little safer with her. Um, which is really beautiful to see. Like I love it. And, um, being a dad, super fun. A lot of firsts this past, uh, a couple weeks ago, we went to the pumpkin patch, Mm -hmm. which was a really unique experience because, uh, Amelia and I had gone to that same pumpkin patch when we were like teenagers and dating. And that, that was pretty, uh, it was, I don't know if deja vu is the right word, but just surreal to think like now we're coming to this same place with a yeah. baby. Uh, he went to his first wedding oh, yeah. earlier this month. He'll have his first Halloween, first Thanksgiving, first Christmas. So it's been a lot of firsts and it's been super fun. And I love being a dad. I love my son and I'm super thankful for my wife. Last Josiah question. Yeah. Are you, is he going to be dressed up for this Halloween? I think so. Um, it's, you, you think about like all the things you're going to do when you're going to have a kid and then life gets really busy and stuff happens and you're like, oh yeah, we said we were going to do this. So I'm sure there was a time in my life where I was like, I'm going to, when I have a baby, (laughs) I'm going to do this. And I'm sure I said like, when I have a baby, I'm going to dress him up as this, um, but Amelia bought a T-shirt from Target that says "Creep It Real," and it's <laughs> a ghost on a skateboard. And I think he's just gonna wear that. Nice. So keep it simple. Yeah, I don't know. I it, I don't even know what are what good baby costumes are. So I'm trying to. What's the first costume you remember of of you wearing, or do you know like what you were dressed up as for your first Halloween? I I've heard mom tell a story. <clears throat> Of I think it was Halloween. I was uh, I think I was Superman. Okay. I think, but I don't know if I was just like had a Superman costume. That was probably when I was like three or four. Okay. I don't remember. Oh man, dude, my childhood memories are. T- what do you remember? Do you remember me wearing any like? Uh, I don't know. Well, I've just seen pictures of my first Halloween. I obviously don't remember it, but I know mom and dad dressed me up as a pumpkin. Yeah, and I've seen that picture. I feel like, I don't know if it was me or you, but I've seen a picture of one of us. We were babies and we were dressed up as a cow. Do, does that ring mm. a bell for you? I feel like that was you. I okay, feel like that would have been a cow. That. Yeah. You were a cow. Wow. I don't know which Halloween that was. One of us was a cow. I Maybe re- it was me. I don't know. Yeah. Some I remember we used to do like uh we kind of did a few years we did like costumes together. Like I remember one year we were both clowns together. Do you remember that year? No. Okay. That we were old enough for you to remember, I feel really? like. Really? We yeah. were clowns? Yeah, we were clowns. And did then- we choose that? Yeah, for, I think pretty sure we did because mom and dad pretty much let us. Well, well, not true. So when you said that question, I remember all the things that I wasn't allowed to dress up for Halloween growing up. Well, I shouldn't say they let us pick whatever we want, but they didn't like pick our costumes for us. There yeah. was plenty that we we didn't really get to do the scary or gory. No, costumes bro, or... way more conservative than that. I was not allowed to dress up as a Power Ranger for the longest really i specifically remember probably age like five to ten always wanting to be a power ranger and mom and dad would and they're going to be mortified when they hear this because they're going to be embarrassed because i'm sure they would have changed things like all parents uh, i'll have the same stories but i wasn't allowed to be a power ranger and i always wanted to be a power ranger that's i mean that sounds right to me i didn't know you wanted to be a power ranger i do remember one year we were ninjas together i think i remember that that was fun um and then i i remember i have this image in my head of you you were pretty young. We were still living in uh, our Wisteria house. 
and you were a fireman. Do you remember that? I've at seen all? those pictures. Yeah, I, I don't re- remember. I that, remember yeah. that Halloween pretty well. But yeah. All right. Well, literally minutes before the show, you said you wanted to talk about stuff that maybe no one else is talking about or we've never talked about yeah. on the show. So while you've been talking, it's just been running through my mind. What's something that I've never talked about on the show? And this one, I don't know if you're going to have any thoughts on it at all. I feel like you will. But um, every, I feel like recently, at least once or a year, once every other year, especially during times when there's um, some sort of conflict going on in the world, some type of war, specifically like with the Russia-Ukraine thing and now Israel-Palestine conflict, um, I hear things about the U.S. should reactivate the the military draft. Mm. Um, And I heard it again within the last few weeks about that being a possibility. I don't know anything. I don't know if that's going to really happen. I do remember when I registered for the draft when I turned 18. I do remember that. And that's pretty much all I know about it. I do know that um, I'm pretty sure... 27 is the oldest you can be and be drafted. Hmm. Um, so from 18 to 27, and I'm pretty sure it's just men still. I don't know if that's... Do you know if that's true or not? I don't know. I think only men can be drafted right now. But anyway... It feels like they would have changed that in the light of like society yeah, today. Well, but... I, f- I know I've heard... <laughs> I feel like that's one of the... <laughs> The things I don't hear, uh, like w- feminist women's rights people fighting. We Uh-oh. need to be draft eligible. <laughs> I don't Uh-oh. know. <laughs> but I, anyways, so I, I, I was thinking about it. I have like, I don't know, eight months left of being draft eligible. Yeah. You have a few more years. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious. God forbid. Hopefully this never happens. But if the draft was reinstated, say... Um, say the draft is reinstated and, and the government starts drafting young men to, to join the military again um, and you were drafted how would you would you join like willingly or would it be like a oh, I guess I just gotta go do this or would you try and fight it I'm curious yeah that's a good question um, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't, everyone can say like, what would you do if yeah. this happened? And like, I don't know. I mean, I would definitely like, if I got drafted and had to go, then I would go like, mm. um, I love America and I love, um, our country and yeah, I would I mean, my wife would probably have a different answer, but I feel like if the, if if we ever went to war and it was serious and it was like you have been drafted to join the military, like then I I don't I would definitely yeah I would go. I don't know if I'd be like put me on the front lines. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that. I don't I don't know. I don't think I would be like, no, I'm not going. Do you it know, depends like the severity of the war and like what the cause is. Do you know how they decide who gets drafted or not? Just age. Well, no. Not not exactly. I thought there was like an order of age. It, it is an age, but they don't just draft like it's even more specific than that. They don't just say, "Okay, all I say the age is 21-year-olds, I think they get drafted first or 20-year-olds." Yeah. They don't just say, okay, all 20-year-olds are drafted. They actually, they have basically like a lottery with every date of the year. And they draw a date. So if the first date to be drawn, all of the 20-year-olds born on that day. So if your birthday is May 26th, if they drew your birthday, you and every other kid or man that was born on May 26th that you all get drafted together. Yeah. And then they just go through the whole year. And then I think it goes like, this could be wrong, but it's like 21-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds. 
and then they go up again. It's like 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Yeah. I think that's how they do it. But I, I'm just, I was, I, I think about what if that were to happen and they like live streamed the, the draft lottery. Yeah. If that's how they do it, then I would 100% go. Because <laughs> then it would just change? feel like destiny. Uh-huh. It's like we're drafting all 24 year olds born on May 26th. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, I, I would definitely go then. Uh-huh. I think. Would you go? I think it depends. I, I want to say yes, but I also want to. I, I don't know. I don't want to be an air quote sheep. Like, I just do what the government tells me to do no matter what. Yeah. And so there's certain things like, I don't know a lot about. I'm definitely not an expert on like the Vietnam War. I think that was the last time that the draft was instated. But I do know that history has not been kind to the Vietnam, not the people who fought there, but just the war itself. Like there's a lot of questions whether or not that was a just war. Should America have been there in the first place? I mean, we've seen it in our lifetime with the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Uh, I don't. I, I don't necessarily feel like... It's just different. Like I feel like war and conflict in today's world is not as simple as it was maybe two, three hundred years ago, where it's like this is our land, that's their land. They're trying to take our land, or they're trying to we're trying to take their land. It's more complex. So, I, to to answer your question, I think I would go as long as I felt like the war was a just cause. And um, but I think that's a big if. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a simple guy, yeah. so I feel like, yeah. Um, here's another question. I've seen this. This is kind of revolving around the draft. I do know of several countries where it's required for all citizens of the country to serve in the military once you hit a certain age. I know Israel is one of those countries yeah, uh, I think it's like two or three years of required service. I know that Finland is another country. And the only reason I know that is because Lowry Markinen, uh, he he's a NBA player for the Utah Jazz. He's been in all of his off seasons, NBA off seasons. He's been serving in the Finnish military to comply with his required military service as a Finnish citizen. Yeah. My question to you is: Do you? I, I've heard people say we need to bring that to America. That it would change the way people think <laughs> Who about their country. Have you heard say that? Uh, it's mostly like conservative voices, people who think that particularly our generation is entitled or spoiled, or they don't have enough pride in their country. Yeah, um, they they feel that required military service would really change the culture in the younger generation. People would have a better understanding of the cost that it that has to be paid to live freely. Um, right. And I, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think required military service for Americans would be a good option, a bad option? What's your initial reaction to that? Yeah. Well, great question. Um, I was so not prepared to talk about this. <laughs> well, you asked to talk about something we don't know no one's talking about. I don't I th- when I think about what I love about the United States of America, I think about um I just like the word that I that I think of is freedom. Um I love that we are pre- one of the only places in the world where I believe people to be free and um have the the option to pursue life the way that they want to pursue it, whether I agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, I w- just personally, I'm I'm always a um, I'm a proponent of making America like a free and uh, just place, mm-hmm. and it would feel. Um, I think any like mandatory government thing whatever it is there's a case to be made that it's against the philosophy of um america being a free land Mm -hmm. with free people 
However, like the obvious like elephant in the room is just the cost that comes with freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a pretty justified position to take that like freedom's not free. And I'm really thankful for all the men and women that we have in the armed forces um, and, and serving in different branches of the military. So I don't know. I think like anytime someone says the word mandatory and government in the same sentence, I usually kind of opt on the side of maybe not that. Yeah. So yeah. No, I understand that. I think I'm on the same side as you. I, um, I'm not particularly interested in more government mandates. Yeah. But, um, last military question. If you had to join the military, but you could pick which branch you joined, which yeah. branch would it be? I picked one. So, Have, oh, okay. Back when I was playing football um, in high school, I was committed. Uh, I had a scholarship to play at the Air Force Academy. And the recruiter that I talked to, um, basically, like anyone who goes to a military academy, is uh, it's required to to serve a certain amount of years. I think the Air Force was five. Um, and I don't just to full transparency. I don't know how much like control you have over like what you pick. So when I say I picked one, I don't know if I would have gotten it. Yeah. But at Air Force, they have a program called the Pararescue. And the Pararescue branch is like the most elite, um, to my interpretation, like the most elite branch of the Air Force. Um, What are they called? The Pararescue. Pararescue. Yeah. So they, the way it was was described to me, there was like a two-minute like motivational video of the Pararescue teams. Uh But they go in like really small groups behind enemy lines and jump out of planes and like rescue uh, really specific like U.S. people of interest or like officials. So they do like rescue missions. They do rescue missions from the sky, dude. That's pretty cool. So you do Air Force. I think so. That's your branch. (laughs) I don't. yeah, Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. What would you do? Uh. I've never really had a desire to be in the military at all, so I don't say this with a lot of conviction, but I, my initial uh, response would be to join the Marines, like I know my grandpa was in, and that's pretty much the only reason I would pick the Marines, just because I knew my grandpa was a Marine. And yeah. I don't know, maybe there's some Marine blood in me or something somewhere. Some Marine simplify, baby. Yeah, I, I would think I would join the Marines, but... Um, with that being said, thank you to all of those who serve, uh, our country and sacrifice and your families. Thank you guys for, um, the sacrifice that you make every day. Um, I've had at least one active military or he's a veteran now. Uh, um, why is his name slipping Danny's husband? Uh, Jonathan? Jonathan, yes, yeah. thank you. Johnny wow. Alexander. <laughs> and he, he had just gotten back from deployment. This was a couple of years ago now, I think. Um, but he sat where you're sitting, and we talked about his experience in the Army. He spent uh, his most recent deployment was in Kuwait. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have so much respect for people who um, that's how they live their lives is, is serving the country. So... There's something we've never talked about before. Here we go. Let me ask you this. So I know that you are currently a part of um, a high school football team. You're the char- they call you the character coach, the right? The chaplain, yeah. yeah. You're the chaplain for a, a high school football team here yeah. in Williamson County. How has it been being back around high school football this year for you? It's fun, dude. I love sports. I'll always love sports. Um, yeah, it reminds me of uh, like how seriously I took sports during my high school football playing days. So I think it's I think I, it's excited to see 
um, students do things that like they're really passionate about and uh, being a part of like a, just a small part of their journey. So I, um, yeah, after this podcast, I'll go down to practice and just hang out with the guys. But I love it, dude. It's um, football was such a special time in my life and getting to uh, stay connected and stay involved and um, just be a friend to other athletes like is super fun because I'm like connected enough to where um, I can hopefully be helpful, but I I get all the benefits of like not actually being a coach and spending, you know, 60 hours a week doing high school football like that. I couldn't do that. Okay. That was going to be my next question for you. No. Well, I could, I could not do that right now. Uh There could be a time in my life where, I'm like semi-retired and want to be a football coach. Uh-huh. I think I'd be a great coach. Um, but yeah, I like I like just hanging out with the team and getting to encourage them and uh, be available to them with the 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 things outside of football that they deal with and walk through. If you were a high school coach today, what kind of offense would your team run? Um, I mean, we just we would run the ball. Uh, you just run the ball. <laughs> yeah. We would run the ball. I mean, I think it's uh, at least in this. And I don't want to speak in like generalizations, but it's pretty unique to see uh, any high school football teams that are like really elite at passing. And I would, yeah. I don't know. I think like the best coaches adapt the it, it adapts the scheme to the players yeah. and not the other way around. So unless we had like a really special quarterback and really talented wide receivers um and a good offensive line like I would just run the ball. So yeah, I I've, I've won I've often wondered like I shouldn't say often. I've thought about if I were a high school coach, what would the... I think there's two different roads you can go to when it comes to like the type of football you want to play. One, you like you said, you can adapt the scheme to your players, right? So based on the strengths and weaknesses of the talent that you have on your team, that's going to dictate the kind of offense that you run, defense that you run, which I see that as valid. However... I do think that there's some value in having an identity as like I think about the the school those the the triple option schools that we know in college or yeah. I think there's tri- there's plenty of triple option schools in high school where it's like this is Main Street High School and if you play football here we're going to run the triple option. Yeah. And so you just spend 4 years mastering that scheme or whatever the the scheme would be. I do think that there's value in that. And I even know of like, I've heard of schools where like their middle school program runs the same scheme that their high school runs. So from sixth grade all the way to senior year of high school, you're running the same place every year. Yeah. And I think there's a level of mastery that comes with that. Do, do you, when you weigh those two things out, do you find one to be more attractive to you? Um, I, well, yes and no, I think it is way easier to adopt the posture that like, this is who we are and this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And we just do the same thing every year. I think that the best coaches, um, are more creative than that and, um, and learn to adapt to players, but it's just harder. Like it's way harder to like every year try to balance like what are the strengths of our players like what would be the best um way to put them in a position to succeed like that just takes work and effort um and i'm not like indicating that like the other way is well i kind of am i think it's just easier so i don't know i mean i'd like to think that uh, I would be a good enough coach to, to do that. I don't know. I would just run the football, man. Like I've just heard of like I heard of this one school in Texas that they were famous for the wing T offense. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? 
No. They probably still run it, but I think like for their co- their coach might have invented that offense for all I know, but like they just ran the wing T every year and they won state championship after state championship. Yeah. It didn't matter who. So I do see like value. In, I, I obviously it works in, sure. in some instances. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, something about that is actually attractive to me. For, not that I know a lot about football, but I do think like, especially at the high school level where it's rare that you have a player who's like special, like yeah, I don't know. The talent level is, it's high school athletics. And yeah. so, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, I, I think a player would have to be really good for, to like change a whole scheme for, for my yeah. team. I th- so, I think at the high school level, <coughs> um, s- specifically, like, the football is at that level more about eliminating mistakes than it is about like doing things really well. So like in high school football, if you can not turn the ball over, not give up big plays and not consistently go three and out very high likelihood, you'll win a lot of games. Mm -hmm. But like most kids, like if you get a high school football game, you'll see like six fumbles in a quarter. You'll see um, like punt returns taken back for touchdowns and like it's just it comes down to eliminating mistakes more than it is like we just have a guy who can throw the ball further and run faster than everyone sometimes there's that but i remember i had a coach once that he told me do you know how do you win high school football games you're you just be stronger than the other guys Mm. that's basically what his philosophy how many games did you guys win well, this was my freshman team, so I think we played six games and maybe we won two. Yeah, we weren't that strong though. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's bad coaching. His his philosophy was like you win football games in the weight room, high school football games in yeah. the weight room. You, you don't agree with that? No, hmm. at like that's so silly. Hmm. In my opinion. Well, when I was 14, it made sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, if we're just stronger than everyone. We're just gonna run the ball all over them and. Yeah, that's such a silly. I think that's silly. All Being right. strong's great, but like, I don't know. I, I in any sport, I don't think you can boil it down to like the way we win is by doing one thing. Interesting. And I mean, yeah, that's just silly. I um. So sticking on football, but moving up. In twenty twenty eight, the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, are going to be in Los Angeles, California. Have you heard about this? Yes. And a new sport is going to be played at those Olympics, flag football. Yep. Um, I've seen that the NFL is encouraging players to play in the in the Olympic flag football competitions. Yeah. It's still, what, that's five years away. So, But I, I remember I texted um, our group thread, our sports thread, with a bunch of the uncles and some of the cousins. I said, could Samoa form uh, a flag football team for mm. the Olympics? Uh, and the resp- I only got like two responses, and they said no. But I, I was curious: Have you thought about that? And would you want to try and make a, a starting seven for Samoa football if the, it was happening today? Would I want to st- like be on the team? No, me and you try and think of who are our starting. I think it's gonna be seven on seven flag football. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, so so Sa- just Samoans. Let's say they're of Samoan heritage. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is easy. The quarterback is easy to me. Tua. All right. Tua would be our quarterback. Our, so then what? Do we do how many wide receivers? Six? I think the way it works is you have, let's just make the structure. So one, uh, one quarterback, obviously, one running back. So that leaves, I guess you got to have someone snap the ball. So like a tight end kind of okay. position. And then four receiver, or we'll do three receivers and a flex of running back. This quarter. is so easy. Okay. Okay. So Tua is our quarterback. Tua is our quarterback, our flex position. Hear me out. Our flex position slash locker room guy slash chaplain, Troy Polo Molly. 
He has to be on the team. I just think he's way too old. Uh, well, he's <laughs> dude. You need a vet, so he'll be dude. Dude, he's got to be pushing fifty. I bet he could still lock down any anybody in the from other countries. You think there's another guy out there that can, except for the U.S. I mean, U.S. Yeah. would run it, but well, right, I'll give you Troy. So Troy's Tula flex Troy. wide receivers. I like. Is it is born? Is Kendrick born? Yeah, these are the ones. He's got to be like top four. I th- born is. I know he's Samoan. Juju. I mean Juju. Is Puka Nakua? Is he Samoan? I feel like he's Hawaiian. Okay. Or Tongan. All right. Um, born and Juju. We need a third receiver. Oh man, there's got to be another Samoan receiver. Uh, it, Mar- isn't Marvin Jones like half yes. Samoan? I think so. <laughs> Maybe Marvin Jones. <laughs> Either Marvin or Puka. I feel like he's Hawaiian or okay. Tongan, though. Okay. No, dude. Actually, I think he is Samoan. Is there like a college guy that we could call up that's like crushing it right now? Dude, maybe we put Marcus yeah, we and just throw the, the fade. The thing is, flag football is not really... It doesn't play to the strengths of Samoa. Because no. our strengths are like 240 pounds and up, I would say. Yeah. And there's not a lot of guys like that in flag football. But um, then I think... Yeah, I think maybe I'll put Marcus as our center. Okay. And he can do some rollouts. I was going to say like maybe Penay, Sewell. He would okay, he would be a good he would be a better if there's blocking. I think I there's Penne. blocking in flag football. All right. We'll Penne. take Penay. Is it Penay or Penay? I th- I think it's Penay. We're going to get toasted. Okay. Penay Sewell from the Detroit Lions. Running backs, the only ones I know of. Algier. And I know Jalen Warren from the Steelers is either... I think he's full, or he's got Samoan blood in him. I would take... I think I would take Algier. Well, we got to have two, so we'll take Warren and Algier. We have to have two running backs? Doesn't matter. Whatever. We'll take them both. All right, Jalen... So, we had Tua, probably our best player, at least NFL player... Troy at the flex. <laughs> Troy, Troy Whiteouts, Born, Kendrick Bourne, and Juju. Juju, maybe Puka. We're, we're maybe, not sure. hopefully Puka. If not Puka, then it's Marvin. Then it's Marvin Jones and our center, Penay Sewell. Penay Sewell. Well, I don't know how many games that team would win. I think it would be fun. Uh, it's going to be fun to see what NFL guys actually play in that. Like uh, I, I think it would be so cool to see. I know it's in five years, so I guess some of these guys will be old. But like, maybe a guy like Justin Jefferson, who he's young now, or like, who's going to be the quarterback for Team USA? Mahomes for sure, or or Josh Allen. I think it, I would go. To be honest, if I really think about it, if I wanted a, a good flag football quarterback, it would be someone like Lamar Jackson who can run, like the fastest guy. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I feel like speed is just the name of the game for flag yeah. football. Yeah. But Mahomes would be, I think he would be just fine as well. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Um. All right. Well, what have we talked about? We've talked about the military draft. We've talked about high school football. Yeah. We've talked about flag football in the Olympics. Is there anything, Eli, I know you want to just talk about something no, I love it. I mean, I I don't know. Do you got a question for me? Yes, I have a question for okay. you, Josh. Um, yeah, recently... Okay, here we go. Josh has recently... May, well, maybe not recently. Always been passionate about books. Mm-hmm. Um, has been reading... How many books do you think you've read this year? Uh... So I know the I've I've I'm at thirty right now. Thirty books. I'm gonna and, quick plug for this. There's an app called Goodreads that helps you track all the books you're reading. That's how I know how many I've read. I've read thirty yeah, this year. Very impressive. If you were to write a book, give me the genre that it would be in, the plot, oh, dude. and um. 
one of the characters that would be in the book in their role. Bang. Uh, Bet nobody's asked you that before, Joshy. I don't. That's hard, bro. I, my, uh, I kind of have this desire to write something in the realm of like a fantasy slash, like a fantasy. And when I say fantasy, like Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia, that kind of fiction. I don't know. I like the idea of getting to build a big world with lots mm. of different lore and different uh, cultures. And like I've been reading, you know this, I've been reading through the Song of Ice and Fire books, which is yep. what the series Game of Thrones is based off of. I'm currently reading a book. I don't know if you would call it fantasy, but it's it's my first Stephen King book. It's yep. called The Stand. And... It's more of a an epic, I would say, but like fantasy epic, that kind of thing. Um, I have no idea how to do that, but I just think it would be fun to like build a huge world and and write uh, lots of different interwoven stories through uh, about that world. Yeah. What was it? The plot? I mean, the plot would probably be something based off of like struggles that I've had in my own life or like themes, maybe not even struggles, but just like different themes that have been important in my journey. So I don't know something about, I think the, the main character, the protagonist would probably be somebody who, uh, has a strong, has strong things that he believes in, but maybe, lacks um lacks somewhat of an identity outside of his own beliefs so when i say that like i'm just drawing for myself like someone who i've always struggled with i i believe in in god i believe in my family i believe in uh working hard and things like that but i don't necessarily believe in myself Mm -hmm. so i think that would be um maybe the main, I don't know, you put me on the spot here, but that would be like the main character and the plot would be some sort of journey of him overcoming things, a good, a classic good versus evil story of him finding identity and finding belief in himself um, through struggle. So I love it. Yeah. Maybe one day. Great answer. That's awesome. Are you reading right now? Anything? No shot. No, no. What's the last book you read? Do you remember? Oh man, I I don't know. I or, read, let me ask you, what's your favorite book you've ever read? That's like an even harder question. Really? There's not just one that's like, oh yeah, this book really stuck with me. Um, man, I don't. I I so I need to read more. Uh-huh. I hate reading. I I can do audiobooks. I I dropped my phone. Let me see. Audible. I'll just. I'll just read to you what I have downloaded. For some reason, I have the Audible subscription. I've never done an audiobook. Like, I've never listened to one before. Okay. Oh, here's a good ones. Here's my my latest ones. I read uh, Atomic Habits. Okay, I've heard of that. By James Clear. Mm-hmm. I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I still count it. That's a good book, foundational book. I got halfway through Undeniable by Bill Nye. Decent Bill Nye book. the Science Guy? Yeah. Oh. It's yeah, pretty good. Um it's a, yeah, it's yeah. I've read um Seven Mile Miracle, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Have you actually read that? I've listened to okay, it. Okay, I've had that recommended to me before, but it's pretty long. Okay. Um The Alchemist, I listened to that because you told me to listen to it. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It's a good book. Um. Yeah. Are you interested at all in in picking up a book? No. Okay. I was gonna give you a book that I thought you'd like. What's a book? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> uh, it's called. Uh, this is just one of the books I read this year. It's called City of Thieves, by mm. I think his name's David Benioff. Um, uh, isn't that Game of Thrones guy? He wrote. No, he didn't write. He was a director on 
for the series. He didn't write the Game of Thrones books. Gotcha. But I actually read that book not knowing that the author had anything to do with Game of Thrones. But I don't know. It's the kind of story I think you would probably like. City Um, of Thieves. Yeah. I can loan it to you if you want, but... I might take you up on it. Okay. Well, where are we at? How are you on time? You good? I'm good. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find a way for us to close. You, um, you, I know we, I, I intentionally didn't want to talk too much about fatherhood because I feel like that's the obvious thing to ask about, but yeah, kind of predictable. I do know that the last time, um, the last time I had you on the show, I had you share like a message for Josiah. Do you remember that? Yep. Um, and I'm just curious, like I have, I have to think when you're expecting your first child, like there has to be some sort of like picture in your mind of like, what it's going to be like or who Mm. it's going to be and um, how it's going to feel. Sure. Can you go back to that time before when you knew your son was on the way, Mm. um, but you hadn't actually held him in your hands yet or changed his diaper or fed him or any of those things? Go back to that. Think about what, what your thoughts were and then compare them to how it, what reality actually is. Yeah. What are the, what's the biggest difference and yeah, what are like the biggest differences for you? It's a good question. Um the well, I think before having a baby, I knew my life was going to change. Um I knew that there would be different um I don't know if struggles is the right word, but uh I would have to adapt with a new family dynamic. Um, It affects, I mean, having a kid affects everything in your life, uh, which isn't a bad thing. But, man, I don't, I feel like I spend, and this is kind of sad, Maybe I, maybe this is something I need to work on. I feel like I spend less time with him than I thought I would. Hmm. Mainly just because of I'm sure there's a lot of dads that can relate. Like with my schedule and with his schedule, um, I don't see him a lot. Hmm. Like I get maybe an hour to two hours a day of him being awake during the week. Mm-hmm. I spend time with him on the weekend, but that's different. Um, I think if yeah, if I could pick it, like I'd have a kid, be at home all day with him, yeah. and just hang out with my wife and my son, and everything in life would be great. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping though, just with like the track that I'm on, uh, professionally, that by the time he's three, four, five years old, probably closer to five. I'll have a lot more flexibility in my schedule and be able to spend more time with him. That's the, di- that, I think that's the biggest thing that's different is like the amount of time you think you'll spend with your son yeah. um, compared to just how much you do is, is, is a lot different. That makes sense to me. I, there's a the saying everyone hears a baby changes everything, yeah. which I think is, it has to be true on some level, but at the same time, life still goes on. And yeah. A baby may change everything, but everything else, it all stays the same and it keeps going. And so yeah. I can see how that, um, um, I can see the tension in that. And yeah, it's similar to getting married. Like yeah. I think you think we're going to get married, we're going to live together, we're going to sleep in the same bed, eat at the same dining table, um, do it, and like... That's true and untrue because, like, when you get married, you both still have lots of responsibilities and things that you do outside of just like hanging out at home. So, I, I think marriage prepared me a little bit for that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I spend a lot of time with my wife, but probably less than I thought I did when I was like getting married. I can totally relate to that. I, th- I've, I've experienced in my own marriage that. Just because Alexis and I live in the same house, it doesn't just automatically mean that 
oh, we just spend time together. Yeah. Like we still have to be intentional about that. And yeah, I've, I would imagine it's somewhat similar to having a child in that. For you, sure. You have to be intentional about making time for, for, for that. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for giving me a glimpse into father. Yeah. When are you going to have a kid? That's a question that I cannot answer by myself. Don't give me that. Give me like general range. I hope someday soon. That's what What does that mean? It means I hope someday soon, bro. I, uh, I definitely don't, I don't want Josiah to grow up with cousins who are 10 years younger than him. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I I hope someday soon. Me too. Um, but I'm proud of you, bro, and I I'm want to thank you for making time to come here. You bet, man. Um, I love you, and... Love you, dude. I know we're golfing this weekend. Yeah. You're going, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll see you on the golf course probably next time I see you. Looking forward to it. Awesome, bro. Thanks again. You bet. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.